What's up, everybody? Tyler here. Welcome back to another episode of the Switch It Up podcast. Uh, I am once again doing the sponsor segment for this episode, and we'll get into the reason for that uh, after this segment. But as always, today's episode is brought to you by Podgo. Podgo is the easiest way for you to monetize your podcast, providing podcasters a flat rate for ad space so you always know how much you get when you include an ad from Podgo. Apply today to become a member and immediately get connected with the people that fit your audience. That's P-O-D-G-O dot C-O at podgo dot co. This episode is going to be a good one. We had to delay it a day because, of course, the Nintendo gods are screwing with us again and putting out uh, directs and information on the day that the episode is supposed to come out. But we decided to delay it because this was just too big to to pass up on covering the Pokemon Presents. Uh, is here with new information on Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl, Legends Arceus, among other things. Uh, there are also a few surprises in the episode as well, but I will leave those for you to listen for yourselves. So, yeah, sit back, enjoy, and I will see you in a minute. Switch It Up Podcast, Season 3, Episode 2. My name is Tyler, joined again, not by <laughs> my good friend and co-host Colby. Uh, Colby is still out. Uh, do not worry, he will be returning uh, soon. But ever since he has gotten, as soon as he has stepped foot back to college uh, during his RA training duties, he has just been swamped with work completely, not even a minute to breathe, so... He was unavailable to make it this recording. However, all hope is not lost as I have recruited <laughs> my our good friend and podcast confidant from stolen from a random gamer's corner to come on the podcast today to talk about some exciting stuff. Mason. Yes, sir. It's been a while since you've been on the show. Yeah. Welcome back. How are you doing today? I'm doing awesome. The Pokemon Presents just put me in a good mood. I was about to say same, same here. That was today was a very busy day for me running around since I too am getting ready for college. But I made sure to put aside 30 minutes of my day to watch that present and take notes because you know this was this is big. Uh, a lot of people were getting restless because there was no you know Pokemon Legends Arceus or Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl news at all. Like there was just absolutely zero. Uh, you know, trailers or anything coming out. And then, you know, as that descent was reaching higher and higher, this presents dropped finally to uh, to satisfy our our urge to know more. And <laughs> I think it did a great job. Hell um, yeah. <laughs> we're going to get more into that in a little bit. But Mason, I think this is only like, what, your second or third time ever on our show. Yeah. So... 
uh, being that we haven't really talked about Pokemon specifically before uh, with you guys, uh, I mean, you know, we've done Pokemon-related, uh, you know, stuff uh, before, but, you know, in the form of collabs. But as far as, like, you know, what you what your history is with Pokemon, how you started, uh, if you still play it as much anymore, uh, the audience probably doesn't know much about uh, about that from your side. So if you could, I'd be very curious to see, you know, how'd you get into the series? Uh, what's your favorite Pokemon game? Just give us the, the brief uh, history of you in this series. So my, there is no brief history with me with Pokemon. I'm uh, 26 and Pokemon's what, 25, 26 around that yeah. time, around that yeah. age. I've played Pokemon ever since it first began with Yellow. I've had <laughs> Yellow, Blue, Red, Crystal, all of them, all up to this point, uh, yeah. except for Sun and Moon. I haven't played those. Of course. Uh, Pokemon has been absolutely huge with me. It's one of the biggest like influences on me. Uh, it's... <laughs> quite possibly my favorite franchise period with uh and this is going to be interesting uh with uh gen 4 being mm-hmm. my favorite generation oh well yeah. then i can see why you are very excited about this pokemon <laughs> presents then uh oh, yeah. as i say gen 4 seemingly a very uh beloved generation by pretty much everyone you talk to at this point or at least uh kind of the current age range where where you and i are at gen 4 seems to be the big one that a lot of people have nostalgia for, you know, with good reason, has a lot of iconic uh, stuff in it. Uh, but yeah, that's that's awesome. I I had forgotten that you had been with Pokemon for that long. I, I certainly have not been <laughs> been with it for that long, but uh, that is awesome. So I can see why you were uh, invested enough uh, for this to really uh, hype you up. So I I don't think we should beat around the bush anymore. I think we should just uh, hop right into it. Yeah. So the first few things uh, I'm not sure if you'll be able to sort of comment on since they are, you know, not Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl and uh, Legends Arceus. But there are a lot of the spinoff games that they talked about uh, in, you know, before they got into the big boy, the big guns. Uh, so <laughs> we'll just we'll just go through that because I know Colby and I have talked about a couple of these on the podcast. So some updates are probably warranted. So, uh, yeah, by the way, guys, this is just full Pokemon Unites, or sorry, Pokemon Presents episode. I really have nothing else planned, but I don't think we're going to need to worry because there's a lot of stuff to cover. So, uh, yeah. It, the presentation started off with Pokemon Unite. Uh, as of right now, the newest Pokemon game to come out uh, at the moment. Uh, have you have you given this, uh, have you touched this at all, by the way? I've played it quite a bit. Really? Okay. I don't think, like, I haven't played it like non-stop or anything but i've mm. definitely played like 20 30 games of it yeah i was about to say I, i've played a lot of it as well probably about probably about double those games uh <laughs> is what i is what i've gotten at but recently i haven't really touched it in a while not that i kind of feel bad because i have friends to play it with who still play yeah. it but i just got sucked into monster hunter stories too and it just took up <laughs> yeah. all my time i'm sure uh you and Brock and the rest are getting tired of Alex and I <laughs> spamming our stuff in the Discord about that. But that's for another episode. So Pokemon Unite. First thing was that the mobile version is coming out on se- September 22nd. Uh, and that's going to have cross-play with the Switch version. So, uh, you know, both of those, uh, anyone who has 
the Unite on any system can play together, which is really good. That's going to greatly increase the player pool. Like mobile games that have that crossplay really seem to just inject so many players into uh, these things. I know it happened with Fortnite way back in the day, uh, as well as uh, Warzone. Is Warzone Warzone's on mobile, right? Or no, that's a di- Call of Duty Mobile's on something else. I think Warzone. I'm not sure. Yeah, I know I, PUBG is. Yeah, sorry. I think I, mobile. Yeah, I think I was thinking about a different Call of Duty mobile game, but I know Fortnite, PUBG, uh, Apex Legends is actually going to go mobile here soon, though I'm not sure in this, in, I'm not sure in what specific way it's going for, but uh, yeah, usually the big uh, incentive for that is you know everyone has a phone, so it has huge potential to inject a lot of people into a player base, uh, especially for a free-to-play game like this. So definitely well, cool. Yeah. We saw what happened when they brought Go into the into the mix. Yeah, of course. Go being a prime example of Pokemon dominating the the global market. Just how being how huge that uh, franchise is, anything with its name is going to do well uh, on mobile, I assume. But yeah, crossplay uh, coming on the September twenty second. Uh, there, they have pre registration uh, happening on like Google Play and the App Store. And there are some special rewards for how many people overall pre-register. So if we get 2.5 million people to do it, everybody who gets the mobile version will get a Pikachu, like the Pikachu license. So if you already have Pikachu, you get a free other license uh, that you can get. Or at least the, I think it's the equivalent amount of coins that it would cost for that Pikachu license. And if you get 5 million plus people to pre-register, you'll get the a a Pikachu skin or hollow, like hollow wares they call it. Uh, yeah, the, the festival one looks pretty good, uh, and that Hollowware is stupid expensive. So, you know, free skin, <laughs> not nothing really to complain about there. I will be interested to see how the performance holds up on mobile. I feel like that's the big for a lot of these games yeah. that are on um, home console and mobile. The mobile performance is always the big issue, but uh, we'll just have to see how that works out. I really have no idea. Uh, if they're if it's going to turn out well or not i feel like it could just based on the type of game unite is but mm-hmm. uh, at this point i'm i'll just have to wait and see but i think that you can get uh, zoroark on your mobile for free if you link your accounts uh zara aura you mean that yeah whatever his name is <laughs> yeah i mean zara aura is just you get you can get him in any version if you just get it right now like if oh. you there's like a certain deadline where if you don't claim it, he'll be gone. But as long as you get the game and claim the reward, you'll just have Zeraora, probably the strongest Pokemon in the game at the moment, as it is horribly unbalanced. But so is Gengar. Gengar is crazy. Gengar is nuts with Hex. Uh, <laughs> it's I, even after the first performance patch, I still feel like it's not yeah. completely good, like completely set. Uh, but. Yeah, those two are pretty crazy. Speaking of characters, we did get a sneak peek of two new characters coming to the game. Yeah. In uh, Sylveon and Mamoswine. Uh, Shout out Gen 4 with Mamoswine. I was about, that's exactly what I was about to say. Gen 4, <laughs> love, getting foreshadowed way ahead of schedule. But uh, both of which kind of look like attackers based on their Unite moves that were shown off. Mamoswine seems to do a, a bunch of big, quick hits. Uh, or big like stomps might be stomping tantrum or something. Yeah. Uh, 
just a lot of damage. And Sylveon seems to like one shot like three enemies in her vicinity with her <laughs> thing. She like calls down fairy lasers from the skies. So possibly two new attackers, but I'm sure one of Mamoswine could also be a defender just based on, you know, he's a big bulky lad. Yeah. Uh, but at this point, we've had Gardevoir, who was the first one to be added to the game. Felicity, I think, has just been added to the game as a new support. And then we have these two newcomers, and also we know Blastoise is confirmed as well. Yeah. Uh, but we have not seen any gameplay of him. So that's... It seems like this game is getting a healthy amount of new... Co- I, I didn't even know Blissey was a character <laughs> until, like, yesterday, so... Yeah, it just kind of dropped us out of nowhere. Yeah, it seems like this this game, they want this to be serious. Like, I, yeah. I, I'm kind of wondering how long they'll keep it up for and how long... how this game's longevity kind of is shaping up to be. Because uh, from what I've played, it's pretty damn fun. There's been a lot of, like, Pokemon competitive stuff. Card game, mobile, mm-hmm. normal game, like it's been around forever so I, I i wouldn't be surprised to see like an a pokemon unite esports league type deal yeah i feel like that is kind of the end goal there i th- think there are still a lot of uh kinks to work out before it can really get to that but already like from the from the reception it got at its reveal which was like everyone almost universally was like fuck this <laughs> this looks horrible give us diamond and pearl remakes to now when it released, a lot of people have been turned around by it, and like the quality is has surprised a lot of people. So I am excited to kind of see where it goes. And now that I'm going back to college, that's where all my Pokemon friends kind of <laughs> are. I'm sure I'll be getting back into this game quite soon. But that's everything for Pokemon Unite. Next, we'll probably talk about, this is probably the shortest segment of this, Pokemon Cafe <laughs> Remix. Uh, they kind of did the same... It's not a sequel or anything. It's just a revamped version of the same game. Kind of like what happened with Pokemon Masters, where they changed it from Pokemon Masters to Pokemon Masters EX, where in this case it's Pokemon Cafe Mix to Pokemon Cafe Remix. Just kind of an overhaul of mechanics and different ways to you know, progress through the game. Not Puzzle games are not my sort of thing, but uh, still good to see them kind of, you know, not shoving this to the wayside for people who do like it and, you know, giving some resources to at least improving it where they see yeah. fit. So anything else to say on that? Cause I, that's really all I got. <laughs> I don't okay. play it. I don't know. Okay. Yeah. Gotcha. This one might be a bit longer because it's uh, personal <laughs> to me and, and me alone. Cause I think I'm the only one of our podcast group who has this game, but Pokemon masters is hitting its two year anniversary <laughs> uh, this year. This is the, another, this is the main Pokemon gotcha game. Uh, and it is now two years old, which is crazy because I like I got this game when it came out and I cannot believe it's already that old. Uh, but for the units, we are getting a special N alt uh, yeah. from from black and white uh, with Reshiram. Uh, he was already in the game in his base form with Zekrom, but now he is getting uh, Reshiram and in a special anniversary outfit that they have him in. Uh, he looks very dapper, like he's going to some real fancy old school party. Uh, <laughs> I thought he was going to be married or something. I was like, is he, is he yeah, no, this isn't this isn't Fire Emblem Heroes. He's not in like <laughs> any wedding alts, but uh, he does look rather dashing. But he's going to be the new Master Sync or one of the new Master Sync pairs because apparently there are more uh, mystery pairs that have not been revealed yet. So we're going to be getting more two-year anniversary units, which should be coming up soon because the anniversary itself is on the 28th. So. Uh, we should be getting those reveals soon. I'm not sure if they'll all be like from like black and white related. Maybe we'll get 
a new like a black and white protagonist alt maybe i know hilda needs uh some i, I think hilda needs some attention because her base form is okay but having an alt of her would be pretty cool uh let's see we have a new daily event, uh which is you can summon up to one you can summon 100 units for free uh over 10 days, they're going to give you 10 free summons per day, so a free 10 pull every day, uh, which is crazy. And I think that's going to give a lot of people, like a lot of units that they've been looking for, because that that's just insane because of the amount of gems you need to summon that many units. It, it's just awesome. Uh, we're also going to have returning legendary events, so Palkia, Kiram, and Xerneas are going to come back, all super overpowered and also free to play, so... <laughs> For any of you guys who miss them, definitely get those, especially Xerneas, literally the best unit in the game. Cannot die, is immortal. Get that thing while you can. <laughs> um, and then the last thing for this one is we're getting the second story arc of the game. The first one just wrapped up. That's been going on for two years now, so... Jesus. I don't know how... Yeah, the story... That, that's not super impressive because it took there are some big swaths between like when they release story chapters so even though it's been stretched out over two years it doesn't mean there's like two, literally two years worth of content <laughs> but there are a lot of events that were in between that add a little side story so in a way it kind of is but yeah this new story arc is going to be focused mainly on the villainous organizations of pokemon uh seems like there's going to be a big a collective of, of villainous organizations teaming up or butting heads or doing something uh, on this sort of island of Pasio that this whole game takes place on. So a bit of a darker turn, probably a lot more conflict than the first one, cool. but going to be pretty cool. And Pokemon Masters always has some really cool story stuff. It flushes out a lot of the Pokemon characters that, you know, the series isn't known for a lot of fleshed out like character developments uh, aside from like you know sun and moon and and black and white which are very story heavy uh, you don't get a lot of uh, insight into a lot of the characters but pokemon masters give us us those little tidbits uh that you know makes our favorite characters even even better so yeah uh, i think it's going to be cool again this game i think it's it's one of my it's probably like my go-to one of my go-to mobile games that fire emblem heroes and and go really are the only mobile games i play anymore but one of my favorite one of my favorite Pokemon things to kind of come out of these last few years of the series. So uh, I w- if you guys are looking for a gacha game to spend all your money on, Pokemon oh. Masters would be my recommendation. Uh, Masters. I actually did d- download that as well when it first came out. Mm-hmm. And like I played it for a little bit, but then I kind of like put it down and forgot about it. Yeah. Then I re-downloaded it whenever Red came out. Or like Red <laughs> and Blue. Got yeah, yeah. Red and then forgot about it again <laughs> and now that i see it's two years i'm like oh, i should get back into this game again yeah i mean i get that because that's exactly what my roommate did like he <laughs> he got the game put it down for a bit and then holy shit fucking red's in the game <laughs> get back summon red and then you know go back red <laughs> red is actually my like most powerful unit that i have like he is disgustingly stupid overpowered uh <laughs> but I love him for it. So uh, he was actually speculated like a red alt might be the, the two year anniversary, but it seems like that is not the case, but it could be if it depends on if they're sticking to the gen five theme or not. So really we have no idea, but yeah, that's Pokemon masters On to Pokemon go another short one. Uh, 
I cannot believe that this game has been going for five years. That's nuts. Like that's <laughs> like Pogo Masters made me feel old being two years old, and then this game is like five. It's insane. You know, can't it rem, reminds me of the literally the best time humanity has had in years <laughs> was when Pokemon Go came out. So, you know, I still have it, still slowly, you know, filling in my Pokedex. Uh, if I go to a new place, I will always open up Pokemon Go to see what's going on, see what Pokemon are around. Uh, but this is this marks the first time that Pokemon from the Galar region are coming in. Uh, yeah. So not not all of them, but I think only like three. Uh, we have mm-hmm. Wulu, Squovit, and Phalanx are the Phalanx. three. It's Phalanx right. is be- Phalanx is fucking awesome. I'm so glad they went <laughs> with him. Uh, but yeah, they are in, and also the two legendary dogs will be available in raid battles. Yeah. So that's cool. New you know new Pokemon. We already had Berserker and Surfetched, but they were evolutions of old Pokemon that were already in the right. game. So that kind of justifies their inclusion. But now we have some wholly new evolutions to uh, sink our teeth into. Also, we have the teaser of the Hoopa uh, mythical event. Yeah, uh, that's so Hoopa, sick. As I say, Hoopa Hoopa is actually interesting because Hoopa plays a huge role in Pokemon Masters' story, and now we are seeing it finally coming to go. Uh, basically, Hoopa is the reason that all of these sync pairs and like Pokemon trainers are, appear on the Pokemon Masters like Paseo Island. Like they, that's how they get transported is through Hoopa's rings. So, right. yeah, cool to see Hoopa coming into go there's going to be like rings in the sky that you have to like interact <laughs> with which is cool so yeah one of my favorite mythical pokemon i definitely uh am excited to see what happens there although i'm horrible at completing those pokemon go quests so not sure i'll be able to give my personal experience with it but now <laughs> we're on to the big guns fellas Gentlemen, it's time to talk about Pokemon Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl coming November 19th. I this is I have like three pages of notes on this, <laughs> uh, but they're they're literally just like comments, so they'll go very fast. So first comment as the trailer starts looks fucking great. Oh yeah, like, looks so goddamn good. I, I was honestly on board from when I first saw it. Like, I really didn't think it looked as bad as people thought. But now it's, like, even better. Like, it, it's, it's polished up a little bit. looks really good. I'm sure it's even going to look even better by the time it comes out. But uh, I kind of went through what was shown in the trailer because I just watched it again right before we started this. So uh, I'll go through, and if you have any, th- well, if you have any uh, comments on it, uh, let me know. So first big thing. Uh, following Pokemon make a return. Fuck yes. Let's. I was gonna say let's fucking go. <laughs> Hype as hell. Uh, done very poorly in Pokemon Sword and Shield and the DLCs. Yeah. Uh, disappointing. I was gonna say it just seemed really tacked on. This looks a lot better. It looks a lot more like Pokemon Let's Go Pokemon Following, which I think is probably like the peak of Pokemon Following. Maybe besides its origins in Heartgold and Soul Silver. Yeah. But again, po- following Pokemon always great you can turn around and you can talk to your pokemon and i feel like they might have actual diet like they might have actual text boxes of information now like in heart gold and soul silver instead of uh sword and shield because they have like the little uh exclamation point above their heads so when you talk to them so that's that is awesome uh kind of tacked onto this we also see the return of wild pokemon that are able to be seen in the overworld uh that have been uh, in the past few months i don't know if that's overworld i think that has to do with the underground 
and like whenever you have statues in the underground there's like little like uh you know like the dynamax raids in uh sword and shield yeah if you have like certain statues in your underground base or whatever you can go into like little areas like that that's what yeah I took I, i'm pretty sure i saw i thought i saw them on like on a regular route being able to see them in the overworld uh, yeah. i could be wrong but yeah in the in the underground they do make their return as well so you know if either or is true at least you know it still yes. returns from sword and shield in some aspect which I think it's great. I think that was one of the best parts of Let's Go was seeing Pokemon just like in the overworld, in the tall grass, in the in the different places. I think that added a lot to uh, the atmosphere of the game. Again, I think Sword and Shield on the regular routes it's fine. In the wild areas, there's just so many of them that it doesn't make it doesn't really make sense. <laughs> uh, but one, I guess I'll talk about this now. Uh, this will kind of lead into Legends Arceus as well. Uh, it'll just be a little taste of of that but i hope that they fix or at least make the render distance of the pokemon bigger because in sword and shield you have a pretty tight circle around you where pokemon will just pop into existence yeah and then if you get out of that sort of range they'll go away despite clearly being able to see the tall grass where they were unless they're chasing you yeah like you know you have that big steelix out by that big mountain in the wild area but, like, you cannot see it until you get, like, right next to it. And then it'll pop into existence. I, like, I think it could do... I think it could be done better. I think they should be able to let you see things like that from farther out. Like, just increase the render distance of Pokemon in the game. And I think that'll add a lot, especially for Legends Arceus, which we'll talk about in a second. Uh, also, if if Pokemon are in the wild and are able to be seen in the overworld, hope maybe this game will finally be the one... Uh, you know, besides Go to have shiny Pokemon appear in the overworld, <laughs> that'd be awesome. Yeah, because in in Let's Go, you will be you can actually see like, oh, there's a shiny Pokemon. Let me go encounter it. You know, but in Sword and Shield, you can't even like if it's something shiny, you won't you won't know until you encounter it. Uh, so that's something I'm kind of hoping for in in Brilliant Diamond and Shining Pearl, and maybe if they even have shinies in Legend Arceus, which I think they will. Uh, hopefully yeah but anyway that's that you know falling pokemon pokemon the overworld badass uh next up is pokeball customization makes a return uh pokeball release effects uh i never really played around with that in the original uh diamond and pearl but i know it's a night it was a novel little feature and it looks like it's even like more expanded more effects seems like you can place like where certain effects come from yeah. You can place it all over the Pokeball, so that looks cool. I was about to say, did you ever have any strong feelings uh, about that? Or uh, I would, whenever I replay it, sometimes I would put like, I have a water type, so I'm gonna have like little water effects, or yeah, yeah, have like my starter have like a confetti come out or some shit mm-hmm. like that. I'd make it like specific Thanks. to the Pokemon. Yeah. yeah, of course. I was about uh, to say something I never really did. But something I will pro- I will definitely do now because it looks oh, it yeah. looks pretty badass. Not gonna lie, I'm sure there are some crazy. I'm sure there are new effects as well, so they could have gone pretty crazy with it. But uh, speaking of customization, we have character customization. I don't think it's full. I think it's like you get you, well, you can, can like certain outfits. I was about to say you have like full outfits that you can choose from. But even still, like this is the first remake where you can do that to 
a pre-existing character, you know? Yeah. Like, you know, Omega Ruby uh, and Alpha Sapphire didn't have that. Heart Gold and Soul Silver didn't have that. But here, like, you have different outfits you can change Don or Lucas into, which I think is really cool. I was about to say, any any thoughts on that? I, uh, like you said, not full customization like X and Y yeah. or uh, Sun and Moon or, or Sword and Shield, but still pretty cool. Uh, what was it about? It, I think it ties into what might be your next tar- uh, talk about Target is the uh, the contests. Because uh, I believe the, the Dawn contest is this uh, contest outfit is the same one from the anime. Yeah. So I'm wondering what uh, uh, Lucas's outfit is going to be. Uh, they actually did show it. Uh, did it they? was quick, but they would show it. It was like a blue sort of like tuxedo-esque, right. like very vibrant tuxedo. Uh, yeah, I was able to see that, which yeah. is cool. Uh, I'm wondering if you can take that outfit into the uh, overworld, overworld or if it's just context uh, exclusive. Yeah. Yeah, I I wouldn't my my immediate reaction to that is it's probably like a contest specific outfit that you can't take out. Uh, I think it'd be cool if like maybe you unlock the abilities to do that if you do so many contests or if you uh, reach like a certain master score. rank or something. Like yeah, that. it's like your reward. You can you can wear your contest outfit anywhere. I feel like that'd be a cool little reward to incentivize doing contests. But man, you're really good at this. Speaking of contests, that is the next <laughs> point. Uh, Contests have been revamped uh, into super contest shows, I think they were called in the presents. Uh, seems like they've added some rhythm game elements to it, yeah. uh, which is cool. It kind of reminds me of the Pokestar Studios from uh, um, from Gen 5. So might be combining a lot of those elements there. Uh, this is the first time contests have shown up in a long time. Cause I would they were... say since the uh, Gen 3 remake. They weren't actually in the Gen 3 remake. Weren't they? I'm pretty sure they weren't. Because they I... weren't. There was a Lycia or some... Uh, oh, yeah, no, you're she right. She had the right. Yeah, that's right. They gave you that Pikachu that could change costumes. That That's right, yes. that's right. Okay, never mind. So <laughs> it's been a while, but still not as long of a while as I thought. Because I remember that they changed... Uh, they changed my Lotic's evolution thing to not require contests anymore. Uh, it's it just is. yeah, it's just a trade evolution with an item now. Oh. I, but maybe that'll be reverted in this one. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, contests cool. Glad they're in. Uh, they're a big part of of Diamond and Pearl, so I'm glad they're they've been revamped. Uh, let's see. Oh yeah, to probably I think one of the coolest things ever is the Grand Underground. Oh yeah. Yeah. This. <laughs> This has been majorly overhauled. What was pretty much like a complete passable thing in the originals seems to be like almost essential to at least do a little bit of stuff in in this one. Because you had those same mini games where you can go down, you can mine for items and fossils, which yeah. I always thought was cool because you get like evolution stones and the and the regional fossils, of course. Uh, but Secret bases make a return, which has always been like one of my favorite things to do uh, back in Gen 3 and and Auras in this one as well. Uh, or or I guess I ha- I can't say this one as well because I haven't done it yet, but I assume it's going to be one of my favorite <laughs> things to do. It was in uh, the original one too. 
Yeah, it was. I never again. I never really did anything with that. I think I, I think I tried like the multiplayer thing with Colby before once when you were really young, but I we didn't <laughs> know what we were doing. But yeah, back then where like it seemed like there was really no reason to go into the underground aside from multiplayer stuff. Now there are these Pokemon hideaways. They're called. It, it, this almost feels like a mystery dungeon thing where you're like crawling through these different rooms and finding it's like a huge maze of of pathways yeah. and such <laughs> where you can find you know different items and and rooms with different pokemon in them uh, so yeah there are hidden there are hideaways that apparently there are pokemon in here that you can't normally get in th- the rest of the game yeah and the pokemon that appear here are uh m- can be changed by what Pokemon statues you have in your uh, secret base. Yeah. So. Like, uh, I remember seeing Houndoom. Yeah. Houndoom. The, yeah, Houndoom was was one I was going to talk about because a big thing about this game, and for speculation purposes, has been whether or not platinum content is going to be in these remakes. Uh, and a lot of people saw in the first trailer that there were platinum decks. Pokemon. So like Porygon Z, uh, for example, was shown in the trailer. That's not a Diamond and Pearl Dex thing. That's a Platinum Dex thing because Diamond and Pearl's Pokedex is horrible. <laughs> uh, it's so, uh, you know, the biggest example is that they there were so little fire types that they gave the fire type Elite Four member half of his team isn't even fire type. Uh, <laughs> that was, of course, remedied in Platinum. But now I'm wondering if Maybe this is their answer to getting Platinum Dex Pokemon into this game is these hideaways. And maybe, you know, the normal Dex Pokemon are still where, they, where they're normally found, but the Platinum Dex ones are only available here in this underground, and that's the incentive to go and find them. So I feel like the argument that, oh, Platinum Dex Pokemon are in, that means Platinum content is in, may be a little weakened by this by this possible future but i don't know what what's your take do you think like this weakens that argument do you think platinum content is still coming what what's the vibe you're getting from this stuff uh one thing i don't remember seeing in the video were the honey trees that would you try we put honey on the combi would come or yeah yeah and or like a munchlax would come rarely but i remember in the underground there was a munchlax there Man, we're so on the same page. That's exactly what I was thinking. If that's a replacement for the trees, or if that's like how you get Munchlocks, how you get uh, Combi and Heracross. Combi. Yeah, Heracross is what I was thinking of. Yeah. If like that's how you get them now, and if like whenever you go through the Leafborn Champion, it's going to be like the normal ones, and then it's like the second time you go for the, you know, like how you can fight the Elite Four over and over yeah. again and yeah. harder. Maybe like the second and third times, whatever, they'll have more and more Pokemon from like national decks and stuff like that yeah i mean i hope i feel like they're not gonna give flint like in the remakes his like steelix driftlum <laughs> and lopany that he had before <laughs> i feel like like i feel like they just can't do that like they have to no. have, have fire types I, th- I think the platinum mons are going to be in the normal game just period okay yeah I, I was thinking so i feel like that'd just be easier there'd be no reason to limit them like that uh but Apparently there will be some Pokemon that, like, they imply that some Pokemon are limited to these hideaways somehow, so they don't specify which ones, though, obviously. But Houndoom is specifically sort of 
in that shot where they talk about it. So, you know, we, we don't see any Giratina distortion world. We don't see any <laughs> Battle Frontier in this trailer. So that's still left up in the air. Uh, but, you know, that that's a whole different can of worms that we'll probably get into in another discussion episode down the line. <laughs> but, yeah, what else do I have for the underground? Uh, I did say that Munchlax is there, which I am so fucking happy about because <laughs> Snorlax, is, Snorlax is my favorite Pokemon. And I was scared. I'm like, oh, my God, 1% encounter rate Munchlax cannot come back or I'm going to lose my mind. Uh, but luckily, it seems like he will be a lot easier to get. I think they I think that was purposeful that they highlighted him a little bit in that trailer to show like, hey, we're not going to make you hate yourself anymore. Here's your Munchlax. Uh, so that's great. Um. I think that was it for the underground. Uh, I think that was actually it for the what they showed about the game, because then they, they move, go on to saying about the exclusive Dialga and Palkia Switch Lite, which looks oh, yeah. really That's fucking cool. Going, so cool. The scalpers are going to be on that from minute one, so I'm not even going to try to get that. Uh, though, if you guys are very much collectors, that looks so fucking cool. Like, I, Godspeed <laughs> to you guys. I hope you get that. It looks so awesome. Uh, but, yeah. Do you have anything else that you noticed from the presents uh, for Brilliant Diamond Shining Pro? Because that's everything I had. I think I remember them saying there's not going to be a uh, a multiplayer. Like, there's not going to be a... Not, not, the, not a multiplayer. There's not going to be, like, yeah. ranked ranked battles. Yeah. Yeah, that stuff. Yeah, I, I don't know how to feel about that. Yeah, it seems like, well, it doesn't seem like they confirmed that ranked battles and by extension, like VGC and competitive Pokemon will remain on Sword and Shield yeah. instead of these remakes, which I guess kind of makes a little bit of sense because this isn't like Aura's. This is kind of a different sort of game, I guess. I don't know. It, it, it's weird. They're doing this remake a bit differently than they do the other remakes, uh, but... Yeah, uh, it's it's mixed because a lot of people don't like Sword and Shield. I'm sure a lot of people wanted to just have an excuse to get the hell out of Sword and Shield and go to something else. Because uh, I know the last time they did this, they did like all the VGC stuff went over like it was played on Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire instead of uh, X and Y. So kind of weird that they're not doing that. But at the same time, I that was a discussion that people were already having when the game was revealed. So I can't say I'm super surprised by it, but that also brings up like Pokemon home because Pokemon home is compatible with all three of these games, even legends Arceus, which we're about to get into in a second. Yeah. But that makes me wonder like, how is that going to work? Like, are they going to update sword and shield to handle all these new Pokemon that are not in its decks? So, you know, lots of questions and lots of answers as well in this Pokemon Presents, but... Uh, I, I like that they kind of updated the chibi look a little bit to make it more flushed yeah. out and larger. And like, cause yeah. I, I, I'm going to be honest, I hated the original chibi look. But uh, I, I, it's, I like it a little bit now. But. Yeah, I mean, I understand. I think it's better. Well, I think the future of Pokemon is like, yeah, it's in the normal human proportion designs. Uh, but you know, this is just classic, this is a classic DS Pokemon, you know, it was all, all chibi, all small for the overworld. And then when you go into a battle, everyone is their normal, uh, human proportion selves. <laughs> so to me, it was just like, yeah, this is, 
this is a remake. That's what happened in the last game. So that that's how they're doing it here. Uh, it does look a little more jarring, of course, in 3D when it's like, oh, I can actually see all the detail of these tiny people. Uh, <laughs> but I mean, it, I think the most iconic one of them all was Gen 4 is like your character sh- literally shrinks down to that size before the game starts. So never really bothered me too much. I had an open mind about it, but I definitely understand where like you and a lot of other people are like not a big fan of the chibi look. And my last point, and then we can go on Arceus, is yeah. I we also saw someone in the trailer that you didn't mention. That was Cynthia. That's true. <laughs> the best champion, my favorite champion. I will argue that she is the best champion. Period. And I really, 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 really hope they don't dump her down and make her weak. Yeah, they don't I, baby it. They don't make you hold hold your hand <laughs> and make everything. You know, EXP all and everything. Like, I want it to be a challenge. I want mm-hmm. Cynthia to still kick my ass. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm sure, I'm sure EXP share will probably be in, in a similar way to how it's been in the past few games, where it's XP all. But I have a feeling you'll be able to turn it off. Uh, I hope so. In this game, because I think you can turn it off in Sword and Shield. Uh, but I do have a feeling you'll be able to turn it off. Uh, in these in this game as well Cynthia I think you know they've been touting this as a faithful remake I think she'll be fine I'd honestly even like it if she was stronger that'd be so fucking cool like I want the elite four rematch like level 100s all of them that would be I think that'd be cool they've never done that before I think I think if they're going to do it for anyone it would be Cynthia but I would I would honestly like to see a reimagined Cynthia team. Like, you know, have yeah. some of her Pokemon switched around. You gotta keep the Garchomp, gotta keep the Togekiss, gotta keep like Milotic, but maybe like, I don't know, every time you fight her, her team switches up, I think would be would be cool. I, I've wanted that for like a lot of champions. Like if you fight them, they it should be like different every time. They have like this massive pool of Pokemon they can choose from. Cause, you know, she's a badass, so she obviously has like the entire Sinnoh Dex at her disposal. But I think Cynthia will be okay. But this, it was cool that we got to see, you know, her first look. Uh, her her 3D render looks great. Yes. Uh, <laughs> so, yeah, I, I think she'll be okay. That, at least that's my uh, gut feeling. But Game Freak has proved me wrong before. So <laughs> let's just cross our fingers, knock on wood, that she's fine. But, yeah. I think that is everything for Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. Oh, day one purchase for me. <laughs> I, I know uh colby's probably one sort of uh message to you to the to the for this episode since he wasn't allowed to be here he's actually not really convinced on either of these games dog like he he and i were having a conversation earlier in the day but he said that he's not like super sold on he said he's going to get diamond he will he will get billion diamond but he says he's not sold on arceus yet uh I am sure that we will wear him down eventually for all of our hype in the Discord that's going to be coming out. Uh, but I'm sure I will. We will have a conversation when he gets back, and he'll be able to give his takes as well. I will make it my goal to hype <laughs> him up for RCs. <laughs> my God-given mission. This is my purpose. I will not rest. <laughs> exactly. That's. I feel like that's what I'm feeling too. So we'll work together to get him this game. But 
Speaking of, let's let's jump in to Legends Arceus. Release date of January 28th, 2022. This is the first official, you know, release date that we have. Uh, barring any delays that may come later, this is the first time we're like, hey, here's the release date. So, also my first comment on this one, looks fucking great. <laughs> it looks really good. They polished it up from the first look we had. The frame rate's gotten a lot better. Uh, it just it just looks more polished. So, you know, I I had faith that it would that it would happen, but honestly, it kind of it kind of blew me away how much better it even looked from the last look we had. So, you know, already good off the gate. Uh, also, we'll say this now: the Sinnoh region is not the Sinnoh region, or at least it's not named the Sinnoh region. It's named the Hisui region now, uh, at least in this ancient time that we're in. So interesting, but. Again, this is going in order of things that I saw in the trailer. This one's a bit a bit differently structured because I go into detail about some more things that are going into detail later. You'll see. But I think the first thing to point out is that the trailer is very Breath of the Wild-esque. <laughs> right down to the music choice, you have, like, the same... I almost thought they, like, took some samples of the Breath of the Wild music, like, with the piano at the beginning. It, you know... It's very much Breath of the Wild Pokemon. It seems like even like the map design, like, you know, with Cor- Mount Coronet being your ultimate goal in the middle of the map and you kind of explore all around it. It's very much Hyrule Castles in the center of Hyrule. You have to your main explorable areas around it. And that's your final goal. Uh, I will say one thing with it being Breath of the Wild. I think there's also another game that it looked a lot with, was uh, Monster Hunter. With, like, you resting yeah. and then you're going on these expeditions mm-hmm. to get the info and then you're going back and you're resting or you, you get yeah. beat. Because yeah. Pokemon is, can attack you physically, which is nuts. Yeah, <laughs> I was we were going to get into that. I have that as a whole separate note. Yeah. But, yeah, a lot of people, I was kind of surprised how about a lot of people have been making that connection to Monster Hunter and Monster Hunter Stories specifically in the art style. Obviously, Monster Hunter Stories, Breath of the Wild, and this game will have, like, a cell-shaded... Uh, look to them so they all have similar art styles but uh monster hunter stories 2 is great so i have no complaints about <laughs> that i was about to say if this game is combining monster hunter stories 2 breath of the wild and pokemon aspects you i would i might pre-order this game right now but <laughs> yeah i was about to say i, I definitely agree with you there I, I didn't honestly realize it until i saw people reacting to it and then i looked back and i was like oh i guess they're kind of right so let's see uh this is some more uh build up stuff it takes place in a time uh where people and pokemon rarely lived in harmony it says so the relationship between people and pokemon is a lot different apparently in this sort of time which is interesting because there are still pokemon trainers or at least we are pokemon trainers we haven't seen any like trainer battles yet by the way which i think is important to know we've only seen us fight wild pokemon didn't they give it a different uh, name instead of Pokemon Trainer? It was like a core or something? Like yeah, there's like a survey, core. like their survey yeah, core, or Pokemon Surveyors. Uh, some Attack on Titan stuff. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like you have the medical <laughs> core, you have the survey core that actually goes out beyond the walls uh, to, <laughs> to study Pokemon. People are like scared of Pokemon. They're like, oh, the Pokemon are dangerous creatures. You see that line twice in the trailer, so... 
I wonder if they'll do anything like heavy with that story. I feel like it's since it's Game Freak, it's kind of iffy if they will or not. Uh, but I think with this being an RPG, I think it would be beneficial for them to kind of go with that story a bit more. But we'll, we we still have to wait and see if that's going to be fleshed out at all. But uh, last major thing before we get into the big reveals, or sorry, last sort of build-up thing before we get into the major reveals. Uh, I don't know if you've ever played this, but I got major Pixelmon nostalgia from watching <laughs> this trailer. Uh, I've, uh, I've seen gameplay, but I've never played it myself. Yeah, my... My college, my soon-to-be-college roommate, actually, uh, he, the first, I think, modded Minecraft ex- experience I had was Pixelmon. And, I mean, it's very, you know, it's it's Minecraft and Pokemon. You know, I think everyone knows what Pixelmon is at this point, but... I hope so. That is, like, the that is open-world Pokemon. And it's it's just interesting how much, like, nostalgia... Like, I constantly found myself thinking back to those moments of me and my friend playing... Uh, Pixelmon and kind of seeing some similarities between between the two or at least how the gameplay loop works which we'll get into in a second but that's more of a fun fact than a reveal so let's get on to what everyone wants to hear about flip notes page entire new page here we go (laughs) so we're going to start right off the bat with the new Pokemon they revealed because we got we got some new Pokemon for this game uh, all of which are either evolutions of or regional variants of existing Pokemon. Nothing has been like, you know, this is a wholly new Pokemon to this game. Uh, but I think that's the route they should take. I think, well, I, I mean, either or works, but I think this route right now it would be fine for me. But first one, Weirdeer, which is the evolution <laughs> of Stantler. If you, uh, I assume if you evolve yeah. it in the Hisui region. Uh Thank God, Stantler needed a lot of love. It is a, yeah. it's one of those Gen Two Pokemon that are fully evolved but super weak. So, honestly, it, it feels like you know the just kind of like how Farfetch got an evolution. This is like very much justified. Looks to be an Ice type. Uh, as I was say, not sure if it keeps the normal type, but I, I feel like Ice type is definitely a lock considering uh, the commentator talked about how its fur was well suited for cold environments and such. Also, it gave me major uh, Lord of the Mountain vibes from Breath of the Wild, uh, <laughs> if, if you know what that is. I haven't played Breath of the Wild so far. Yeah, well, for those of you who have played Breath of the Wild, you'll, you'll know what I mean. It's got the beard. It's got the big, floofy uh, fur. It definitely gives me that sort of vibes. I will say he looked like a grumpy old man to me. <laughs> he did. He's kind of like a forest spirit. I know there are a lot of, like, deer gods that look very similar to that, so... It is kind of funny how Stantler went from this, like, joke, normal deer to, like, this sort of, like, god imagery Pokemon. So <laughs> I'm excited to see, like, how powerful it actually is. Uh, I think I remember them saying something about how, like, that's one of the Pokemon that's, like, a lot of people use for transportation. And so it's like a... Yeah, it's it's very well respected in, the, in yeah. the culture. And, yes, you are able to ride. <laughs> yeah. So weird deer. So... I am wondering, like, how far does this riding go? Because this is what gave me Pixelmon vibes. Because in Pixelmon, you can ride, like, any Pokemon that you want around. So well, I'm wondering, any, like... The big ones that are... Yeah, well, like, obviously, ones. like, the ones that you can ride... Not like can a Caterpie. Ride. Yeah, you can't... <laughs> you, you cannot hop on a Caterpie. But, like, your Gyaradoses, your your flying dragons, your your big uh, land creatures you can ride on. I I wonder... 
because the Pokemon riding is confirmed for this. So I, I'm wondering you, how that goes. Can you ride on, ride on? Oh, fuck. <laughs> That's good. That's good. Uh, I feel like it'd be pretty uncomfortable because his head has a lot of spikes. Uh, but Rhyhorn riding, like his pre-evolution Rhyhorn, like Rhyhorn riding is an actual like lore thing. Like in X and Y, that's what your mom did. Like she, she's in like Rhyhorn derbies. Yeah. So you had like a pet one outside your house. Yeah, exactly. So you might be able to ride a Rhyhorn. I think that'd be cool. <laughs> Riding a Rhydon would probably be pretty hilarious. I mean, <laughs> hell, and, let, and let's go Pikachu. You can ride a Snorlax. So by holding onto its by holding onto its stomach. <laughs> so really, anything is possible. So I wouldn't be surprised if you can ride on a Rhydon. Uh, but yeah, weird deer first Pokemon. I was freaking the fuck out at this point because I was like, holy shit, this is big. And the next one that we got, this is this seems to be the fan favorite of the of all of them that have been revealed so far is Basculegion. Uh, Basculin gets an evolution. This what we only so see cool. this this shit looks so fucking sick. It, <laughs> it this seems to be the red, like the Basculin red evolution. We have not seen the blue evolution yet, so I'm sure it will be the same, but just a different color like Basculin yeah. is. Uh, I'm wondering what different design choices they'll do, if any, but we have yet to see what that looks like. But Basculegion, evolution of Basculin in the Hisui region. My guess is a water ghost type, because holy shit, this yeah. thing's backstory is dark as hell. <laughs> <laughs> this guy's absorbed the spirits of his dead like podmates as they're, as they're swimming upstream. Like, what the hell? <laughs> So, but yeah, he's got like so this, metal. this ghostly like <laughs> fire going on. He's this giant salmon. You can ride him around uh, in the water environments. It looks so fucking cool. Uh, so yeah, th- those are the two new evolutions to old Pokemon that we have. Now we will move on to regional variants because there are two revealed of those forms as well. So, yeah. first one we see, which was kind of insane how it was revealed. Like you see Dawn roll off a cliff like a high cliff which also <laughs> brings into the account is there going to be fall damage in this game i assume that there will be because you, your trainer can faint in this game knocked out. so i assume fall damage might actually be a thing which is kind of interesting you can, but, have, a, you can have health in a pokemon game that's so <laughs> weird to say but yeah, you see dawn roll off a cliff and then bra- like she emerges on the back of a braviary but this isn't just any braviary. This is Hisuian brave Hisuian yeah. His, braviary, I think is how they pronounced it. But yeah, braviary gets a new form. Not sure if there is a Hisuian. Uh, what's its pre-evolution? Rufflet. Rufflet? Yeah. yeah. Not sure if there's a Hisuian rufflet, but uh, at least braviary has a new form. Uh, seems to be flying psychic. Because it interesting. Yeah, because it talks about, like, it has this sort of, like, holographic, like, eye projection in front of its... It actually kind of keeps the rufflet, like, afro in this form now. Yeah. Uh, kind of keeps the white little afro, but with this, like, holographic pink eye, or, like, a pair of eyes in front of it. Uh, and it did, like, a side bla- like, a psycho cut, I think, was the move. <laughs> or, or that might be its signature move, because these regional variants tend to have signature moves now. Uh but yeah, you can just fly around on this thing. Uh, it's like it's like a paraglider. How you yeah, you, you kind of uh, how you hold <laughs> on to it is like a paraglider. But 
he flaps his wings, so it seems like you can just fly indefinitely. Uh, maybe there's like a stamina bar for your flying Pokemon, so they can only fly for a certain amount of time. And how I think they're gonna do it is because uh, we we saw the map and we saw how you go out on the expeditions, like you go into pits and pieces. Yeah. I don't think the game is gonna be fully open world, but I think like the areas that you go to, you'll be able to fly around there. Oh, so you think there are gonna be different areas that have borders to them? Yeah, so it's like, like a bunch of different small open maps, but you can't yes. really go between them. Okay, that's what that's what that's the vibe I got from it. Yeah, from I can understand that. Yeah, because at least how the map was divided up, I can definitely see that happening. I don't know. I feel like they might go big. I feel like they might go bigger, real home for this. I can kind of see either or. I feel like it wouldn't be a huge thing if they did one over the other, but I can definitely see that. But. Yeah, you can fly around on Braviary, so again, that, I assume, I assume they are not going to, unless this is like the Pokemon Sun and Moon ride mechanic, where you just call these Pokemon to help, even if you don't have them in your party. Yeah. I would like to see, though, that you can fly on different, that you can ride on different Pokemon, you know? Like, maybe you can fly, or maybe you can, like, swim on a Gyarados, or ride on the back of a Rhyhorn, or ride on, like we were saying... Or fly on the back of a Star Raptor, which would be a dream yeah. come true. <laughs> Absolutely. So. Oh, right on the back of uh, Luxray. Oh hell yeah, dude! We did see. I was gonna say we did see Luxray. I think uh, the Luxray actually looked a little bit different. How so? I think it looked like more like bestial and more like bigger and like a more like fur, like kind of like more like a lion in my. Yeah. Opinion. I, for some reason, I think you might be right. That might be its attack animations that we saw, because basically every time we saw it, it was attacking. Uh, <laughs> but it definitely did look big. I definitely did not picture Luxray that huge. Uh, I don't think the Pokemon scales are all accurate, because when, in that shot with the Gyarados, that Gyarados was so fucking tiny. Like, <laughs> So we'll, we'll see how the Pokemon scale yeah. with size. That's always been a big you know, inconsistency in Pokemon games anyway. But... That's all the new Pokemon we got. Oh, no. I am completely forgetting the last probably one. the second favorite of the new <laughs> Pokemon revealed, and that is Hisuian Growlithe. Uh, that he, dude looks so funny. <laughs> uh, he looks so cute. He's got, like, hair over his eyes. It, it's got great. One little horn. One little, little horn, which is actually made of rock. I think he's yeah. a fire rock type. That'd be cool. Uh, and I immediately thought ice because of his fur, but I don't think he is. I think he's fire rock. I think he's gonna be fire still. I would, and that that horn begs my question: What does Arcanine look like? I th- I think I think I get a lot of people have speculated. You know those Japanese lion dog statues yeah. that are outside of a lot of temples? I think it's gonna be that. That would be cool, but like, with, I wonder if they'll do something with the horn or not. Yeah, they might. I feel like they might keep the singular horn. It is interesting that they have a horn. Make him a unicorn or something? Make him a unicorn Arcanine. Just skewer people. Make, let us ride around on an Arcanine, by the way. Like, that's going to be top priority. I think, didn't they say, like, uh, Growlithe was, like, kind of like a partner to you? They they said they work with partners. I'm not sure if that meant uh, human partners or, like, another Growlithe. But considering how Growlithe has always been like even in lore like a very cooperative Pokemon you know it's used by all the police officers uh even in the anime I assume it means Pokemon like a a a, a human partner so I mean even James had one he works with Team Mario. yeah I was about to say back when he was a he was a rich mansion boy he had a Growlithe 
but yeah, uh, I am wondering how many more of these forms we're going to get for this game. Well, I hope it's a lot. I hope it's a lot because, again, Pokemon Home is connected to this game. So, in theory, you'll be able to transfer it to other games. So I'm wondering, like, will these Pokemon be compatible with Sword and Shield? Uh, will these Pokemon be able to be used competitively at all? Or are they just confined to Arceus? Like, will you be able to transfer them to home, but not to Sword and Shield? It's kind of up in the air at the moment. But And uh, with all these variants, I, I really, really, really want to know the lore. Because what happened to uh, Stantler... Because this is back in the past. So yeah. they've evolved. To not evolve. Not, yeah. Why does Stantler not have an evolution? Why is he not in uh, the whole uh, the center region? Yeah. Because he's not in the game at all. He uh, Basculin isn't in that game at all. What yeah. happens to where they migrated away? What happened to where they evolved? Oh, yeah. Not be, That's true. Not have those stages anymore. That's true. Basculin is, def- is like definitely not in the center region at all. That's an interesting point. I hadn't even thought of that. N- neither is Braviary, too. So, no. I mean, we're, was we are dealing. Yet. Yeah, we are dealing with Arceus, like probably the most powerful lore-wise Pokemon we have. So, anything can happen. I I hope Game Freak goes heavy on the lore for this game, but Please. I mean, again, being Game Freak, it's very <laughs> up in the air whether or not they'll do that. Because yeah. they have a very shoddy track record with lore. You know, they had two pretty good ones with Sun and Moon and and uh, and, and X and, and, you know, Gen 5 and Gen 7. Not X and Y, sorry, uh, Black and White. But I feel like if they are, you know, going down this road, they are doing all, using all these resources for this new venture of Pokemon. They I will, will say Gen 4 had a lot of lore into it as well. They true. had a whole library of, like, stuff you could read about. Yeah, like, that's how, like, true. Uh, Dialga and Palkia are the gods of space and time. Uh, Mesprit, Azelf, and Uxie are like willpower, emotion, and then they give that to all the people and stuff like that. And RC's created it all. Like, there was so much lore in that game. It was crazy. Yeah, it's true. Pokemon, uh, like, Gen 4 had a lot of mythology and, you know, a lot of, like, ancient history kind of built up around its legendaries. Uh, a quick side, actually, that I think there was something. That eluded. It was something Pokemon related. I forgot what it was. Might be a tweet. Might have been like some statement from uh, someone on the Pokemon team. But they kind of implied that some of the Pokemon, like the legendary Pokemon's legends, might just be legends. Like oh. first, like uh, Kyogre and Groudon didn't literally create the sea and the land. They're just really powerful poke, like really powerful creatures that ancient people saw them fight and they made, and like, that's the legend that they made up to explain how the continents were created. Like Regigigas may not have actually towed the continents with ropes. That's just what ancient people made a legend from. It is pretty, (laughs) it is pretty fucking sick. Like that could go all the way to the top. Like Arceus may just be a really powerful natural creature that people just think made the like made the world so i I remember there was just there was just that discussion going on like how some pokemon's legends might like obviously kyogre and groudon fight like they are territorial they have probably fought 
but those fights may not have necessarily literally raised the land and the sea. So I feel like with this game, we could get something along those lines, like seeing Arceus's true abilities, you know? Because as of right now, we have not seen the titular character, the titular Pokemon at all in these first looks. I assume he's waiting for us on top of Mount, Mount Coronet, like like fucking Ganondorf and or by like Ganon, <laughs> like Calamity Ganon in in Hyrule Castle. But, Ooh, that that could be an interesting little thing. Like maybe he's like the final boss of the game, and then it's like, but you can do what what you can do in a Breath of the Wild, where you can go up there immediately. But it's that's what I was really I, fucking hard. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't think that would be the case because I think there's a lot of story that is more like laid out for you in this game than there is in Breath of the Wild. At least that's the vibe I'm getting. Like you're part of this core, you need to go do research, and then you and then you find out about Arceus. What if that's how you get the these like ride Pokemon? Is that they're like the 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 big beasts? One mm-hmm. of them is Braviary. You calm him down, and yeah. then, then you can ride him around. That's true. It could then, it could be that yeah. Because uh, I, I was going to talk about this, and I actually was going to talk about this, and I have like a whole story section. So we'll, we'll we're actually about to get to that in a second. So we'll continue that. All right. I guess right now, because I am done with the Pokemon. So we are on to, this is the section I have, like, character slash story. Uh, yeah, lots of characters in this game seem to be ancestors of current day Gen 4 characters. Yeah. Uh, like, you have uh, Captain Silene, which is, you know, the equivalent to Cyrus. Cyrus. You have Commander Komodo, or Komodo, which is the equivalent to Pref- Pref- Professor Rowan. Uh, and obviously your protagonists are your protagonist don and lucas identical <laughs> yeah they, they are literally identical uh but you are part of the galaxy expedition team in this game working out of jubilife village not yet a city uh <laughs> and apparently the the expedit the galaxy exploration team or expedition team is made up of people from other regions or at least that's those are the people who normally operate it like professor laventon is your main professor who gives you the starters he doesn't seem to have a uh a counterpart in in gen 4 so he's probably just from another region but you seem to be working for the predecessors of team fucking galactic yeah like the you you work under you work your boss is silene <laughs> which is just female cyrus and the uh they keep like the lab coats and that little symbol is symbol similar to the uh it's the g for galactic yeah it's a it's a little more complicated version of galactic and that was that was people were speculating about that way back uh when the first look of that trailer came out because that was on the original uh art for the characters so just some really cool story like set up here which like we keep saying we hope game freak really goes for you know we hope they really go all in on the story but uh yeah for arceus I, i don't really know like we don't really know if Arceus is, like, benevolent or not, do we? Like, he created the universe, and he hasn't killed everybody yet, but... He's, he's supposed to be the Pokemon god, but that's, like, a, all the info we really have on him. Yeah, as far as, like, story goes, we see, we've see we seen, like... the We don't have much about it, aside from, like, what you'll be doing, you know, the exploration team, your day-to-day tasks, but we haven't seen the big overarching story much. We saw these weird lightning strikes that seemed to cause Pokemon 
to go crazy and have like these glowing red eyes which i assume those will be like your boss pokemon they'll be like holy shit these pokemon are wreaking havoc go <laughs> stop them uh very similar to uh monster hunter stories actually with the rage ray mechanic where you just have monsters that have red glowing eyes and they're acting crazy because of these big pits in the ground uh so similar concept i'm it seems pretty like predictable that that's going to be what's what those pokemon are i just wonder why like what are those lightning bolts who is causing them because do you think it's do you think it's arceus i don't it might be something new is this like arceus going like old testament god and just smiting everybody he sees (laughs) oh that would be insane that'd be so cool though i was gonna say this do we have like a terror like an arceus that's terrorizing a region that is that is terrifying Like, I don't, I, I wouldn't blame the humans for saying that Pokemon are terrifying creatures if God himself is, like, bringing down <laughs> holy justice upon whatever he hey, sees fit. Doesn't he have, like, a move or something that's called, like, Judgment? Uh, judgment, yes, that's his his signature move. He's passing oh. some pretty harsh judgments on us right now. <laughs> I mean, uh, we're about to get into gameplay and battles, but as far as boss mechanics go, like, you know, most, like, the Pokemon battles are pretty standard. There are some big, there are some changes which we'll talk about, but yeah. you know, there seems to be like the same thing with like tight matchups, stab, uh, like same type attack bonus, four moves, same number of power points for each move so far that we've seen. I'm wondering how a boss fight against Arceus would go because he has the like in the movie that Arceus is in, he has those plates that can change him into any type he wants. Imagine if that was, like, a mechanic in this boss fight. Like, he changes types based on, like, phases. Or kind of like the uh, uh, final fight against Ganon? Like, yeah. Those... Sorry. Uh, no, sorry, continue. I, I was trying to predict what you were going to say, but I actually had no idea. Like, he has those, uh, like, he has, like, different forms whenever you're fighting the, uh, the ones inside of those giant beast things. Oh, yeah, the, the Blight Ganons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What yeah. if it's something like that? Yeah, I think that would be cool. Uh, I think they could, because in well, there was an unreleased event. He had, there was like the, what was it called? The Azure Flute, I think, was the item you used to summon Arceus in his Gen yeah. Four event. Yeah, it uh, came down from like the top of Mount Coronet. Yeah, he had there was this like ethereal stairway that you had to climb, and he was just kind of chilling up there on this clear platform. I think it'd be crazy to see like Spear Pillar in this game. Like, do oh, you think yeah. this? Do you think this is a time before the ruins on Spear Pillar existed? Maybe they're not ruins at all. As I was saying, maybe it's just a full ass temple on top of Mount Coronet. Maybe that's where they go to worship Arceus. To worship Arceus. I I wonder if they do because, like, I wonder how much about Arceus is known. I wonder how much about legendary Pokemon are known to this society. You know. Uh, I have no. <laughs> Yeah, it's all it, speculation. It, it's all speculation. I'm just, so excited. I, I there's so much to talk about. I feel like this is this gives me similar vibes to Breath of the Wild two theorizing, like or or just Breath of the Wild <laughs> one theorizing before that even came out. It's all these open world Nintendo games, man. They get they hit me right where they hit me right where it matters. But uh, yeah, that's all I had for characters and stories. So we'll move on to gameplay. Uh, 
we have we got a bit of a taste of the gameplay loop and what she'll be doing. Uh, completing research tasks to fill out the first Hisui region Pokedex seems to be your main goal. Uh, it seems like there's a really big emphasis on like research, like researching Pokemon. Like it, when you like a catch or encounter a Pokemon, you don't have all the Pokedex information yet. Like you need to do certain things with that Pokemon or against that Pokemon to acquire more information to get it to. Okay, you have all the information on this Pokemon, which I think is really cool because the Pokedex plot in the games has always been sort of a side thing. Yeah, like you never actually devote like a story arc to completing the Pokedex. You just kind of have it. Yeah. But in this one, it seems like a major development. Like uh, I think the example they used was Shinx, where you catch a Shinx, but his compa- his page in the Pokedex is completely blank. And then you see tasks like defeat a certain amount of Shinx with ground type moves. Watch like observe this Pokemon using bite this many times, or use yeah. this move this many times. And then as you complete those tasks, the page gets filled out with more and more information like habitat favorite foods that you can use to lure it i I assume things like that uh which is super cool how pokemon i don't really tell uh pokemon react differently to your presence yes like like, if you come out some like i think it was like starly runs away from you mm -hmm. but bidoof will actually come up to you yeah just walk up to you and say hi super fucking adorable just to come up just like look at you so it it's so (laughs) bidoof like you they did bidoof so well but they actually uh, made a song about Bidoof. The Pokemon, like, uh, yeah, there's like a, themselves. a Bidoof day, I think, and they did <laughs> yeah. they did that. They, there was just a Bidoof takeover, which is really funny. So, <laughs> the true god of Pokemon. I'm, I, th- yeah. I think I might take a Bidoof to Arceus if I can help it. <laughs> that would be funny. That'd be a good meme. But that seems to be your sort of quest loop: is you go out on research tasks for different you know for different people they will ask you to go out and and do things kind of like a sort of like a sub quest sort of a structure uh, i'm sure there will be you know breath of the wild main quests that you have to do but there will also probably be sub quests on top of that so more breath of the wild parallels i am predicting there's but, a lot of stealth in this game too yeah yeah you have because pokemon can fucking kill you <laughs> like they can know like, that was a big thing. Like, people speculated that. We didn't actually see that in the first look, but the fact that you had a dodge roll made people say, like, are you going to have to fucking run for Pokemon? Uh, so, uh, yeah. And I, I, I think ahead. it's also kind of funny. It goes against the norm. In the, in the normal Pokemon games, you go into grass in order to find and catch Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. In this game, you go into grass to hide from the Pokemon. That's... That's exactly one of the notes I had down. That's that's what I was thinking too. It's super cool. They're inverting the formula. I think it's genius. Uh, some stealth mechanics in Pokemon. Never <laughs> thought I'd say that a sentence. But uh, yeah, in the wild you will find base camps. This, these are kind of your you know sort of outposts or, or stables. Probably would be the Breath of the Wild equivalent. You stock up on items. Uh, you you buy your provisions before you go out. That's also where you can go and heal your Pokemon. Those are kind of the stand-ins for Pokemon centers, I would assume. Yeah. Uh, which brings up a question, because the trailer established that when your character sustains enough damage and faints, that is when you black out and return to the nearest base camp. Yeah. So does that mean, even if all of your Pokemon are fainted, you can still, like, 
walk around and explore. Like, all of your Pokemon fainting does not mean you go back to the Pokemon Center. I think so. Like, you can run away from it. Yeah, so that that's, I guess, I guess that's true. You're not out of the woods, even if all your Pokemon are fainted. You have to get yourself out of Dodge before <laughs> you're safe. So, like, that's, that's kind of another thing, because, like, that was something that Pixelmon had, obviously, because when all your Pokemon faint, you, your character doesn't obviously die in Minecraft. But you yourself are still susceptible to dying. So, you know, that that gave me big Pixelmon vibes from all of your... Your whole party can be dead, but you can still, you know, walk around and do stuff. So I think that'll make for some interesting moments, uh, especially maybe if you're, like, deep in, like, a territory and you haven't... Depending on how the ride Pokemon work, if you can call them anywhere, then it shouldn't be too big of a deal. But if you're, like stranded you're gonna have to like literally stealth your way out of a bad situation if you don't have any like healing items or anything so i think that could be cool depending on how difficult they're going to make this game um you can craft items in the wild so you can craft pokeballs out from materials you gather which is cool again more breath of wild out in the wild crafting it's crazy how like you can just make a pokeball like out of nothing basically (laughs) like you get an apricot you get like this a little like a rock and you put them together and you have this ball that can transfer pokemon into infinity energy and carry them in your pocket like that's just insane Uh, it's like the pokeballs seem like a little rougher and this one yeah yeah they have like wooden bases and like cool like sort of like suitcase locks on the front instead of just a button and it seems like you don't have like the three shake catch sort of thing it's just one shake and then it puffs out steam from the top of it. It's like a little firework explosion. Yeah, like a little it. firework when you catch it. <laughs> so cool. I love the world building that, that that adds. And we also see that there are different types yeah. of Pokeballs as well. And we also see that uh, you actually have to aim and throw the ball yourself. Yes, yes, you have to aim. It's not just press a button. It's like you can be out in the wild and you have to, like like a bow and arrow, you have to aim and then yeah. I imagine, crazy. you know, in, in the trailer, it doesn't seem like, oh, you know, you, they're just standing still so you can throw it, but... I imagine for, like, there might be some where, like, if a Pokemon sees you, though, like, for speedy Pokemon, they will start moving around really fast to make it so that you have a much harder time hitting them with a Pokeball. So, make I feel like that could be a, more important. Yeah, like, a, I was about to say, make stealth more important so that you can catch those really hard-to-catch Pokemon, or at least engage in a battle with them. Because some Pokemon you can't just throw a Pokeball at. You have to engage in a battle with them. Uh, and, so, uh, the that uh, little speed that move around real fast ties into the battle mechanic. Yep, exactly. It's man, you are literally on point <laughs> right now. You're predicting my you're predicting my every move. Uh, oh yeah, I had a Pokemon can attack you, fainting. Yeah, sneak to catch Pokemon. Uh, and yeah, Mount Coronet, the center we talked about. So yeah, battles is my next uh, thing. So I think the the first big thing. Uh, well, let's talk about how you get into a battle. You get into a battle by throwing a Pokeball ne- with one of your Pokemon inside of it near a Pokemon. Yeah. So if once you throw it near a Pokemon, I think it kind of like shows like if you throw a Pokeball, this is the Pokemon that's going to battle you. It kind of has like two semicircles around it. So it's like, oh, this is the Pokemon you're currently like if you try to interact with anything, it will probably be this Pokemon. So throw a Pokeball down, start a battle. I wonder if... Uh, you can start a battle and like kind of like uh, in Safari zones in normal games. If a Pokemon c- can uh, run away when it's yeah. feeling endangered, yeah, I that would be cool. My 
my gut feeling says that it might not be. My, I honestly, did we see a runaway option for us? Because I don't remember seeing <laughs> well, it. I'd have to see. I, I, have I, to I assume. I assume there's a runaway feature, but then obviously you will be detected by that Pokemon, so you will be in danger. So, again, just more decision making uh, than usual when just traversing this world, which is super cool. But we have the change for battles where, depending on a Pokemon's speed and also what moves it uses a pokemon is fully capable of executing more than a single move in a turn yeah it was like uh you enter a mode and you either go fast where you can hit them multiple times but with less power or you can hit them less times with more power yeah there i was about to say each move that your pokemon has each of your four moves you can choose to execute them between two different styles there's power there's i think what's it called strength style i think or power style like and that. agile style uh like like mason said power is increases the power of the move but decreases your action speed so how many times you can move in a turn uh whereas agile does the opposite it decreases the power but you can move uh you can act multiple times during that same turn which i i didn't really know what was the benefit over agile from power but then I saw what move Lucario did. It was Calm Mind. So <laughs> you you might be able to do some crazy like setup shenanigans where like you can use Swords Dance Ooh, and Agile yeah. style and get like a double Swords Dance boost in one turn. So I imagine that is what this is going to be built for mostly is status moves in that. But I assume like moves like sh- Extreme Speed and Quick Attack will have inherently fast action stats so if you select that move you will already like move more than one time in in an action without having to make it an agile move so i think that's really cool like another a very simple change but one that further makes i think is a natural progression of the pokemon battle formula like it does like it feels like something that i'm going to have a lot of fun messing around with but not something that's like crazy integral or not something that's crazy hard to learn. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, Yeah, that that's super sick. I do wonder if uh, the Pokemon move on their own or if you have like some sort of control over like how the Pokemon moves and like where, like where they attack. Like if if you can control how the Pokemon is moving around. Yeah. I, um, I'm not sure if you'll be in control of the Pokemon when they're in battle or at least like their movement i think they might just be locked to that place but it's kind of thing like can you like say i'm on the top of a cliff and i see a pokemon i want to battle at the bottom can i just lead a pokeball off the cliff (laughs) and have that battle or would that be like out of range the pokeball returns and you have to get closer i feel like that might be the it might be like the like like a yo-yo where the pokeball's on a string and you throw it out (laughs) yeah you just Oh, I don't have enough. I don't have enough. I don't have enough uh, line. I got to bring it back. Just reel it in. Uh, need more spinrex string. Oh, yeah, I was about to say I need to go kill some more area dose. <laughs> uh, but that's pretty much all the battle. You have the strong and the agile uh, type, and you have the multiple actions in a turn sort of mechanic. But everything else seems pretty the same. You seems like you level up the same way. Seems like you have you know similar. You know, all the, all the moves are the same. Four moves. You have certain power points for those moves. I, I assume abilities will be intact as well. Sure. So, 
yeah, just some cool new battle mechanics being added to this open world Pokemon game, which I don't know. It feels it it's just sounds cool. Like I'm excited to experiment with it. Very and excited. I I just wonder how if it gets more complex or like how how they're gonna balance the game around that. How, like what difficulty it's gonna add? I'm not sure. I wonder if they'll do like a, a difficulty selection system. Yeah, I I think that's only been done in one Pokemon game, and that was like Pokemon Black and White. You could choose like a higher difficulty, but only after you beat the game, mm-hmm. which is stupid. I just wanted to do it like how they did Breath of the Wild, where it's like, isn't there like a difficulty selector, and then there's like Master Mode, which yeah, like, there's F you. Yeah, there, I was about to say. I think there's. Well, I think it's just standard and mastered. I think. I'm not sure if there's like a difficulty slider, or like a selection or anything. But I would. I think that's some. That's a feature that a lot of people have been asking to be in Pokemon for a long time is multiple difficulties. So I will be interested to see how they. I feel like my, again, my gut feeling is that they won't. But probably not. I hope they still make it a healthy challenge. Definitely. I feel like it's leaning on that end considering these mechanics they're adding in. So, yeah, super cool. Uh, We already covered Pokedex and we already covered Story. So those are the other other notes I had on uh, Legends Arceus specifically. Did you have anything else that, uh, you know, any parting thoughts, any any other things you wanted to discuss that you found interesting in the Arceus part of the trailer? I want to know how they handle catching in a sense where it's like uh, I'm trying to figure out how to explain it. Where it's All like, right. Can you just run out and then try to capture a level 60? You know what I mean? Yeah. Or would yeah. it be like, no, I'm not strong enough for this yet. I definitely need to like, because there's no gym badges and it's like uh, how is it, how does leveling oh, you Oh, you're wondering like how yeah, that makes sense. Well, Will Pokemon stop listening to you after they get to like level sixty or something? That's true. If you don't have some sort of magical item that controls them. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a good point. This is gonna be the first Pokemon game where they don't have like obey caps, uh, in them. So that's a, that's a good point. I feel like because they did say like some Pokemon will need to be battled and weakened in order to catch them, implying that weaker pokemon like you can just run up and chuck a ball at them and hope you catch them uh, but i assume for a lot of the big boys you will have no like if you throw a pokeball at them they'll just like swat it away or something or they'll or it'll be like you have to battle them in order to even attempt a catch you throw a ball at it and it chases you down to kick your ass it's like oh you just <laughs> gave away your position thank you and just fucking runs after you I wonder if there's somehow like it's gonna be it is gonna be weird if you can get away from some Pokemon just as a human, because we see in the trailer a a Garchomp calls down a Draco Meteor on your ass. <laughs> uh-huh. And the weirdest part of that is that your character survives. So, I just want to see like these Pokemon's capabilities in the overworld. Like I want to be killed by so many Pokemon. <laughs> Just they to see really how they good, do it. They did a really good job of making Pokemon scary. Yeah, because, like, 
they've we've really had it easy for so long you know all the professors told us it was dangerous to go in the grass we never believed them and now we have garchomps just fucking (laughs) slicing us to ribbons in the desert uh i guess one final thing we sent because of the unique starter selection that we have yeah uh and also the fact that we it is confirmed that we are getting new forms of old pokemon do you think the starters will have different forms when they when they evolve I think so. You do? Uh, okay. Uh, so I remember there's a reason for why they chose each three. Like, there's, yeah. like, a Japanese reason for it. Uh-huh. Like, the Sijuai is, like, famous Japanese archers. Yeah, he's, like, uh, the, the archer, and Samurott's the the samurai. samurai. And then yeah. uh, Typhlosion is, like, like, a honey badger or something, something yeah, like that. I think, like, I think his like a, name, like, his Japanese name has, like the kanji for like the shogun like shogun in it obviously it's a japanese military ruler so he's kind of the odd one out to be fair it's like a honey badger some like some animal that he is and it's like that's like a famous japanese animal that's like indigenous to the area yeah i was gonna say that's also another meaning it's like kind of like a double meaning for typhlosion so i wonder if they'll have like more japanese style evolutions Yeah. yeah I think it'd be cool. I think I feel like the argument against them would be they are in they are already in existing trios with other starters, so giving them a new form and not the others might not be the route Game Freak wants to go down. Well, you did say earlier that the uh, these people are coming in from other regions, right? That's true. Yeah. It could have been he brought those in oh, from those other regions. And that's yeah. why you don't see the other forms around. Yeah, that's true. He <coughs> They did say that the guy that you get them from, these Pokemon are specifically from other regions, probably their home regions. So it is assumed that they will evolve into their normal stuff. But we've seen like Basculin in the Hisui region evolve into this new form that we've never seen before. So I think it would be absolutely sick if we got like Hisui and Typhlosion, Decidueye and Samurott. If they had like armor or like specific like... uh styled looks yeah they look yeah like they're, <coughs> they're I, supposed to be representing yeah there have already been like countless fan arts of like those that exact scenario of like new forms of decision of those fully evolved starters so like i like i'd want samurai to be like fully like in some samurai armor full like, like samurai yeah yes. uh, i definitely i definitely get you there i saw like typhlosion was in this like sort of smoke sort of like cloak uh it was just like going full volcano mode uh with his kind of like cool more royal like look to him with all this like black smoke around him Ty- as you can probably tell typhlosion is going to be my pick for the starter uh i assume you will go for samurott uh no i'm going for typhlosion oh you're going okay you're on the you're on the syndical squad too fuck yeah, yeah. man uh i wonder we have a water type, we have a flying, and we have a uh, a ground animal. I wonder if they're going to be rideable as well. That that's a typhlosion is rideable. The Sijuai being in the air, and mm-hmm. you can, and then Samurott in the water. That's a good observation. I didn't even think about that either. That's a, that is a fantastic point. They definitely could do that. I I don't know. I feel like I feel like it's equally possible that they could just do like oh it's these specific Pokemon that you ride on and you just call upon yeah, them all the time. Definitely. But ride from sun, uh, yeah, sun and moon. Exactly. But Absolutely. I don't know. My 
my want is obviously for them. <laughs> like you can ride a bunch of different yes. Pokemon. To, Make like, uh, I forget what game it is. Ark is the game I'm thinking of, where you can make like custom saddles for the dinosaurs and stuff like that. Yeah. I wonder if they could be like you could have a custom saddle to ride this mon or this mon. This yeah, one. yeah. I mean, uh, again, Monster Hunter Stories has spoiled me. You can ride every single monster in that game, uh, and they all yeah, have different like, abilities. Since there's a uh, crafting system, maybe you can craft saddles and like, mm-hmm. something to temporarily ride them on. Yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Huh. There's just so, so many, many possibilities. We so many know. questions, <laughs> man. Uh, it's It sucks, but it's also, like, hype as hell. Like, it's it's crazy. I, I know Colby and I... It's, ex- it's, it's a little exhausting just how many possibilities you can think of for this stuff, but... So we're both Cyndaquil people for Legends. What about what about are you are you planning on getting Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl? Diamond I mean, I, for sure. I, I assume and you are. I've gotta stick with Piplup. He's my man. Hey, we're both the same there too. I'm definitely <laughs> going for Piplup. Uh, oh. Not not for the reason that he's always been my choice. In fact, he's probably the one that I I've I've probably used the least out of my Cyndaquil playthroughs. Uh, Infernape being the most, but I don't know. I usually for the remakes. I will pick the version that I didn't get the original of. So I played the original Sapphire, so I got Omega Ruby when it came out. I I played Diamond, the original, so I'm going to get Shining Pearl. Uh, and I think kind of fitting with that, I want to use Piplup because he's the one I have the least experience with. So uh, I, I also say, think it'll be cool. Yeah, go ahead. sorry, go ahead. Uh, we've got fairies now, so his steel typing could help with that. Steel. Very... Very true, because also <laughs> Cynthia's Togekiss is now a fairy, so that's mm-hmm. that's a good point. Uh, also, Empoleon might get some new moves uh, oh, now that so. now that we're in Gen, because his move pool, admittedly, is a little sparse in terms of coverage and strong stab. Uh, but now in this uh, in Gen Eight, with, new, with these new Gen Eight moves and battle mechanics, uh, we might see a lot of old Pokemon get some kind of revamped uh, move sets, which would be really nice to see. I want uh, Empoleon to have definitely more steel moves. I think like uh, Metal Claw is like metal, one of the only steel moves. Metal Claw moves. and Flash Cannon, really. Uh, does it get Iron Head? I don't think by level up. Yeah, maybe not by level up, but uh, even then, he's a special attacker. So you yeah, yeah, want... he's a special attacker, and that's why Metal Claw never does that much. Yeah, exactly. And you don't get Flash Cannon until way later. So yeah, but I, I guess. I was gonna do a whole episode on like, like I have I have this whole list of like filler topics to fill in episode time. Not that we need to. I was just trying to find a good conclusion for it. But if you could choose one Pokemon in Sinnoh that you haven't used on a team but you really want to use on this new playthrough team, what would you? Which Pokemon do you think would be like the one you want to gun for to have on a playthrough? That's tough. Because I've played this so, so, so many times. Yeah. I've used a lot of mods that I don't normally use. Mm-hmm. But, I uh, mean, I was going to say, for me, I'm going to exclude Munchlax because he's kind of a given. And also, <laughs> there's, like, no way you get him in the originals. But. Uh, I'm, gonna, I'm still I'm still going to pick up, but I might use, for my flying type, I might use Driftbloom and Driftbloom. Because I've only used them like once or twice. Yeah, I I'd love like to use them now. We are really on the same page. Today. I love <laughs> Uh 
I actually was using him on my black two white two team recently. Uh, he's great. I, I love him. I think his design is actually really, really good. Especially his shiny. His shiny is awesome. Um, I think a lot of a lot of Pokemon that I want to use are like the old evolution or like the new evolutions of old Pokemon. So like your Yan Mega, your Miss Magius, your Dust Noir, Magmortar, Electivire, uh, things like that. I used a Gliscor in uh in black and white as well. Uh, I really want to use the fossils actually. Bastiodon mm-hmm. and, and Rampardos. They're my favorite fossils, both of them. I don't have uh, a normal DS, so I can't really play Platinum, except for on my laptop, as like uh-huh. a s- emulated. Yeah. And and that, I can't go underground and do, you know, all that stuff to get fossils, yeah. so I would like to use Rampardos. I was about to say, Rampardos, <laughs> Rampardos and Bastion are like some of my favorites of all time, so I want to use those, and if I had to pick another, I'd probably go with Mamoswine. Because I think really Mam- no, I, I think Mamoswine is really cool. I've never used him though, like on a playthrough he team. Really, really, really good attacks though. Yeah, I do you get like when do you get him? I think you get him like late, don't you? Uh on the way to the seventh badge. Oh shit, that's really fucking far. <laughs> yeah. And you have to watch out for it because you gotta uh in order to get Mammoth Swine, you have to evolve uh, Pile of uh, Swine. Pile of Swine. Ancient Power? Yeah, he's one yeah. of those. I think Yan Mega might be someone I go for, too. I always loved his design. Similar uh, evolution way. Yeah. I, I think like a lot of them have to like, level up with Ancient Power. I think it's Yan Mega, it's Tangrowth, and Mammoth Swine all evolve like that. Mm-hmm. Gen 4 had some weird evolution requirements. <laughs> uh, like... Probo Pass and uh, Magnazone with you have to evolve them like specifically in Mount Coronet. Yeah, uh, and uh, there's a couple things I want to check if they're there in this one, like they were in the last one. And, shit, sorry. Uh, there's like in the Ice City, there's a girl that's like, I'll trade you a oh a the fucking Haunter <laughs> Haunter for a Metacham. He's like. And then you trade it to her, like, oh, sweet, I'm going to get a Gengar. It's going to be sweet. <laughs> and it's got an Everstone on it yeah. with a letter that says, did you think you're going to get something else? <laughs> and I was like, yeah. you mother. <laughs> yeah, that's fucking, that's fucking uh, Mindy. That the Everstone. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that will stay in, to be honest. And, uh, I'm going to flex pre- a yeah, little bit ahead. of my knowledge here. Okay. Like I'm gonna check hidden item locations because I've played four so much I know where like every single hidden item is. Wow! So I'm gonna be okay. checking those again. I was gonna say I'm sure they'll be there too. Uh, if they're if they're doing like a tile for tile re- remake of the overworld, <laughs> but damn that is <coughs> you you have a lot more experience than me. There's no way I would check that. Like there's also, one. Uh, yeah. What is the first town that you enter? Not the sand gem where you uh, where the professor is. It's like the town before. It's like the town that has like four ways, whatever. It's the first official town. Jubilife? No, that's Uh, Jubilife City. It's like it's where the trainer school is, you know. Yeah. uh, Right past. That's where that's where you get the uh, the Poketch, right? (laughs) Yeah, that place. I wonder if Poketch is gonna be the new one. Uh, Yeah, that's true. Another one. One of my locations I always remember is there's. Like a stairway going into that town right after the uh, the wooded area, and there's like yeah. a little dip 
on the left side of it, if you see that. Yeah. And if you go up to that wall and press A, there's Stardust for a free, uh, it, you can sell for 3,000. I always remember nice. that. Uh, it seems like it's, it is Jubilife City. Like, that's okay. That's the first one you go into. That has the four-way uh, cross. You go right to Orberg, up to Floroma, and left to Canalave. Or so, you can, like, get the old rod fish for a, a Magikarp. Magikarp, get, that get early. Gyarados, yeah. Oh, man. I'm, I'm going to have to label this, like, just a Gen 4 nostalgia and speculation, <laughs> this last section. What? Oh, the cave where you can get fucking Gibble. Oh. Yeah, yeah, the the hidden cave like under cycling road. You cannot see. That, as I was say that you have to, you can't see. Uh, I think I had a guide for that. That's how I figured it out. I'm actually never. I'm not going to use a Garchomp. I feel like it's almost cheating how strong Garchomp <laughs> is. Uh, and that's my same thing with a uh, Luxray. I don't want to use him because he's so freaking good. I mean, Luxray is probably going to be even better with like Gen Eight moves. And well, he's already in Gen Eight. He was in Isle of Armor, I think. So, or, or Crown Tundra, one of the two. Uh, but being a physical electric type is just tough because your best move is Wild Charge and it hurts you. Uh, Thunder Fain, which is high damage, but 95 accuracy. Yeah, and then you have Thunder Punch, which is okay damage. Oh, he can't even learn that one. Yeah, fucking Whooper with no hands can learn Ice Punch, but, you know, whatever. Rush your Ram can't. Yeah, true. And he's true. a giant ice dragon with huge hands. With giant fists, yeah. So, <laughs> oh man, I'm so excited, dude. Oh, I want this game. A right now. before. A Mantine, yeah. Use them. I don't I've use the artillery. Uh, uh, I don't use him. I mean, artillery is kind of bad. I think <laughs> Mantine is too. He's yeah, I was say it. it's true. It, it, it's true. <laughs> I want to use Dusk Noir. Dusk Noir is badass. Mm-hmm. I think he's cool as well. Yeah, I'm going to have to trade with you some shit. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll, we'll definitely do some trading because I think if we... I want both the fossils, so I'll need you to help me with that because I think I'll only have Bastiodon in, sh- yeah. in Pearl and you'll have Rampardos and Diamond. Yeah, that's one of the reasons I want Diamond because I love like all the exclusives. I don't know yeah. what they are, but... Yeah. Oh, I want to use fucking uh, Skuntank and... Oh my god. Skuntank, Toxicroak, Drapion? Drapion is cool too. I want to use... Uh, it's not a poison type. Oh. <coughs> Honchcrow. Honchcrow, yes. <laughs> Pretty sure he was introduced, but you can't get him in one of the versions. Yeah, you, you're using a Duskstone on Murkrow, I believe, right? Mm-hmm. That's true. You, That's like a, you can't... A, it's a forest where you you fight with Cheryl is that that forest right? yeah I think that's where you can get him but you sure. can't get him in uh, you can't get him at all in platinum you can't get uh, oh which is okay. sexy yeah that's a trade true. from diamond or bull yeah I assume that will be remedied in, in these <laughs> uh, I'm interested to see the team of battles again like with Cheryl and Riley and all that oh yeah so I, I think that'd be cool uh I don't know. That that'll be cool to do again, and like with Buck and uh, Marley is like the secret one, and there's yeah. another secret one I forget. But I I'm I'm hoping post game stuff like will be platinum content. If it's not in the main if, game, yeah. I wonder if they'll add anyone else. What do you mean? Like, like 
like uh, we've had characters from other games come into we have yeah i think in this one in in diamond and pearl you can find jasmine the johto steel type gym leader yeah, in sunny, sunny shore yeah that's that's how you get waterfall yeah. so that's cool um so i wonder if like anything else like that would happen could or, be like, some uh, yeah because in one of the games you see the uh the fairy uh gym leader from sun to moon i think it's let's go you get you can see her when you get off of the oh. ssn oh yeah i think you're right yeah i, so I remember that there's gonna be anything like that that happens that's cool i mean it depends on how, what, how faithful they want to go with it, you know? Because my gut reaction is just they're just going to keep most of the stuff the same. I just hope they do, a, like, a... Like, you know how they did Delta episode for Omega Ruby Alpha Sapphire, and that was, like, all the Emerald content and Rayquaza and all that? Yeah. I, I hope they do that for this game. Like, they have a Platinum episode. So, like, that's your post-game. Go to the Distortion World. Unlock the Battle Frontier. Uh, all that nice post-game Fight stuff. Arson. Maybe actually fight Arceus and Maybe. Darkrai, who is... Oh, yeah. I wonder how mystery. they could do the event Pokemon. I hope they, like, keep them in because, you know, back in the day, like, event Pokemon actually had, like, cool stuff you had to do for them. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, like, you had to log in a certain time, enter in a code. Yeah, and, and then you... Even then you had to, like, go battle them. You weren't just gifted them like you are nowadays. Yeah. So I, I do hope they do something with that because that'd be really cool. Ooh, Cresselia, I, see that again? That's yeah, not actually, yeah, yeah. That's not an event. That's like an actual no. in the thing. But like in Sword and Shield, uh, there was Keldeo, who was a mythical, but you were actually able to get him within the game, like just normally. So that's pretty cool. Uh, I also am looking forward to getting Spiritomb through that crazy. Yes, <laughs> I under- can do that now. Yeah, we can get Spiritomb now. So. I, I wonder if the method will be the same, because that's a lot of people you'd have to run into. I think it's like 42 different people. They did something like that for uh, Sword and Shield, too. They did. You had to like talk to just nor- like talk to a bunch of people in then, online like, mode. Find a gravestone. And they go to back you. to a gravestone. Yeah, stuff like that. Like uh, Crown Tundra was actually really good. Like It added a lot to Sword and Shield. So I think doing more events like that, uh, in addition to the ones that are already there from... To, uh, Brilliant Diamond, Shining Pearl would be pretty cool. I can see it being something uh, underground related, where you team yeah. up with people or something like that. Yeah, of course. Maybe I'm gonna. Maybe we're just gonna have to steal each other's like secret base flags over and over <laughs> again. But I think that that is it. Yeah. I think that was a very good, very just full Pokemon, full blown balls to the wall Pokemon discussion. Almost two hours. I mean. This is what I mean. It's exhausted. We exhausted all of our hype. <laughs> we, we just threw it on the table, and now we just have to tide ourselves over until it, only three months away, though, for Brilliant Diamond Shining Pearl. So we don't have to wait too long. What was it November 11th? November, November 19th, 19th. November 19th. I know, I know. Uh, pre-orders, pre-orders are up now. As of right now, there are no pre-order bonuses, I don't think. Uh, so... Uh, take from that what you will but there might be uh but yeah thank you guys so much for sticking around listening to us ramble on and on about about pokemon for two hours uh mason this is where i will turn the floor over to you for any plugs you would like to to throw in uh, at the end here just uh the the normal 
uh, Random Gamers Corner podcast, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, all that. I was about to say, <laughs> I will put those uh, in the description as well. Uh, you'll have to send me those so I know, so I don't get them wrong or anything. Uh, <laughs> But yeah, go go check out a random gamers corner. I was actually just on there, so if you want to hear more of my annoying voice, uh, <laughs> go check out there. Uh, Alex and I had a discussion about Apex and Monster Hunter and and Fire Emblem Heroes. Uh, I think you popped in at the end as well uh, of that episode. I think for the heroes, maybe. Yeah, for the heroes one. Uh, but yeah, I was on there not too long ago, so you can go check that out as well. Uh, they are also just fantastic people who agree to come on last minute to help me out with an episode <laughs> so they are very great i will leave links to their stuff in the description as well and of course if you are enjoying uh the switch it up podcast the best best thing you can do for us is to go and leave a rating on apple Podcasts. give us feedback we love to hear what you guys think of the podcast what you guys think uh we're doing right what we're doing wrong what you like to see do better we want to cater this podcast to you guys and leaving a review and rating is the best way to do so. Uh, all of our socials will be down in the description as well. If you want to follow us on those platforms, interact with us, and uh, see when the next episodes are coming out, uh, etc. But with that being said, thank you so much, Mason, for coming on and talking Pokemon with me. I'm always happy to talk Pokemon, man. <laughs> and until next time, have a very good rest of your day, gamers.